Chapter 5, The War on Waste Paradox, read by Len Bertain. I was the first in the first class on Monday morning. I could tell that that was going to be a really hot group because both Tony and Gus were there. They weren't going to let very much get by. They loved to challenge authority. In the few meetings, union meetings, that I had attended, Gus and Tony were rough. They were rough on the boys from the union hall. In addition to Tony and Gus, there was Frank, a tool and die worker, Mr. Diamond, the vice president of sales, Bonnie, one of the salespeople, the controller, and one of his assistants, two engineers, Bernard, the head programmer, one assembly technician, two machinists, a receptionist, the blueprint shop manager, an accounts payable clerk, the head of purchasing, and Buck, the loading dock foreman, who was sitting way in the back of the classroom. The local union president, Mike Day, was also in the room. There were big boxes of loose-leaf binders sitting near the front of the classroom. Jim and a couple of the other people were handing them out. I took mine, grabbed a seat, and started leafing through it. On the cover was the word blame, and over that was a circle with a slash through it like those in the no-left-turn signs. No blame. That was a strange logo. What did it mean? Also inside were pages of graphs and formulas and occasionally pages that just had slogans on them like find a simple job and do it. I looked at that big manual full of strange stuff and the TV sitting on the table in the front and wondered when we'd ever get time to talk about setup. The morning started out just as I expected. The machine shop workers all stood together and the salespeople hung out loudly in the corner. Everyone else was milling around the room when Dr. Elby and Mr. Grimes walked in. It was 7 o'clock right on the button. Mr. Grimes walked to the front of the room and asked everyone to take a seat. When everyone was seated, he began. As you know, Quality Pump has been having a pretty bad time of it lately. Sales have been down. Quality has been down even further, and production is terrible. I know that we have all worked hard, but if we keep going the way we are, we'll lose a company and the jobs that goes with it. I have spent a lot of time thinking about what to do. Should I sell the company to one of our competitors? Should I sell it to any number of overseas investors who want to get a foothold in the American market? Should I lay off a bunch of people and go back to being a small shop that serves only our best customers? Should I just close the plant down? Whatever option I chose, rather than improving our current operations, it'll probably lead to layoffs, and I'm unwilling to do that. So I'm going to invest your time and my money in a training program that I think will have a significant impact on this company. The training program has worked at companies similar to ours. In fact, if you had talked at the, with the employees at several other companies that have been com completed this process, they'll tell you that it really works. Not only do the companies become more profitable, they become better places to work. I talked with Jess, Jack Prescott, the owner of Prescott's, and he told me frankly that he wasn't sure what he was getting into when he began this process. He had his doubts before he started the program, he wasn't sure that anything could be done to improve his operation. He was just about ready to file for bankruptcy when he met Dr. Elby. 
Jack said that after their initial meeting, he wasn't sure whether the training process could improve his business. He really didn't understand the process that Dr. Elby was talking about. He didn't believe that his people could help because he didn't see how Dr. Elby and his, and his team could get the improvements that they said they could get from the employees. But they did. Mr. Grimes said, I don't understand the process either, but I need help and I'm going to stand behind the process, support it, no matter what problems come up, and wait for the results. Jack Prescott said, do the training and the results will come. The ideas and solutions will come. I just hope that this process is my field of dreams. A few people snickered at Mr. Grimes' little joke. He went on, Jack Prescott also told me I'd be stupid to start this program and not give it my full commitment. And you know, the reason that he gave me, it sounded unbelievable at first, but it made sense. He said, this training leads to a very profitable operation. More than anything, you will find that the results happen quickly. It is very profitable and it's fast. I like to hear that. Those of you who know me know that I tend to be impatient. Mr. Grimes walked over to the middle of the room, smiled, and pointed his finger at us to emphasize the next point. You know what else he said? Crow doesn't taste very good. I really didn't know what he meant by that, but if I end up eating any crow during this training, you know what I'd like? He stopped and smiled. I'd like you guys to give me some ketchup. At that point, everyone laughed. Mr. Grime continued, I just hope that this program will help us, help us just as much here as it did over at Mr. Prescott. I want a turnaround quality pump. Mr. El Dr. Elby is going to teach the program along with several of his associates. He calls the program WOW, which stands for the War on Waste. In other words, he hopes to wow us Everyone chuckled. Each class will meet every day at the same time, and I'll try to attend as many classes as possible. Everyone in the company will be attending a class every day. I will be too, unless it's absolutely impossible and I have to be somewhere else. But all of you will be here. It's your job, just like being in the shop or in your office. Over the course of the day, there will be six classes taught, according to the following schedule. He handed everyone a copy of the training schedule. I believe that this training is really important. It's so important that I have asked the local union president, Mr. Mike Day, to be here as well. The bottom line is that we are all going to have to work together to make this company successful. And we are all going to gain from this training. The WOW training process offers management, union, labor, stockholders, and customers a win-win deal. More profits means more money for everyone. I could pocket all the increased profits, but I won't do that. I want everyone to win. If we're going to turn this company around, it has to be a team effort. I really believe that, and that, my friends, is the basis of a good deal. Mike, would you please come up here and say a few words? At that point, Mike Day went up to the front of the classroom. He and Mr. Grimes had been 
at each other's throats for the last 15 years over contract negotiations. I couldn't believe what I was seeing. They were actually smiling at each other. When Mike arrived at the front, Mr. Grimes and he shook hands. And as Mr. Grimes took a seat, Mike began to talk. As most of you know, John Grimes and I have had our disagreements in the past. In spite of them, we've always been able to come away from the bargaining table with a lot of respect for each other. He's always fought hard, but he's also always been fair. At this time, John and I are on the same side of the table. We both support this program and will do everything possible to make it work. I have seen the results of the WOW process at Prescott's, Werner Controls, St. Clair Hospital, E&M Machining, Drums Unlimited, Executive Computers, and a couple of other companies. In each case, employee involvement was dramatically improved the company's profits. In fact, I went over to an insurance company in a bank that implemented the WOW program, and they got the same impressive results as the manufacturing businesses. I expect we'll see the same results here. I think you'll enjoy this program in the weeks ahead. Thanks again, John, for giving everyone a chance to prove themselves to you and to all of us. Mr. Grimes returned to the front of the class and introduced Dr. Elby. He said that Dr. Elby had been a consultant for six years and had created a wild process during that time. Dr. Elby approached the front and took off his coat. He stood over to the side as he rolled up his sleeves. His white shirt was perfectly pressed. His hair was nicely combed. I hadn't seen him look so neat in the last several weeks. I figured he was trying to impress us. He went up to the front of the board and wrote his name. And as he turned to face the class, he said, Thank you for coming today. You can call me Jack. Dr. Elby, or Elby, or whatever you like. And yes, Mr. Grimes, I will provide ketchup. Everyone laughed. To begin, let me read something to you. I want you to listen carefully. And if you agree with this, let me know. It was taken from a speech given a couple of years ago by Kanasuka Matsushita. The problem, the president of Matsushita Electric Company of Japan. At this point, Dr. Elby explained that Frederick Taylor was an early 20th century advisor to Henry Ford, among others. Taylor is thought to be the father of the scientific approach to management. He then read the following quote very slowly and clearly for all of us to hear and understand. It goes like this. We will win and you will lose. You cannot do anything about it because your management systems are based on Taylor's principles. Worse, your heads are Taylorized too. You firmly believe that sound management means executives on one side and workers on the other. On one side, men who think, and on the other side, men who can only work. For you, Management is the art of smoothly transferring the executive's ideas to the worker's hands. We have passed the Taylor stage. We are aware that business has become terribly complex 
Survival is very uncertain in an environment increasingly filled with risk, the unexpected, and competition. Therefore, a company must have the constant commitment of the minds of all of its employees to survive. For us, management is the entire workforce's intellectual commitment to the service of the company without self-imposed functional or class barriers. We have measured better than you the new technological and economic challenges. We know that the intelligence of a few technocrats, even very bright ones, has become totally inadequate to face these challenges. Only the intellects of all employees can permit a company to live with the ups and downs and requirements of its new environment. Yes, we will win and you will lose, for you are not able to rid your minds of the obsolete Taylorisms that we never had. Dr. L.B. paused as he came to the end. He looked at the class and asked, Any comments? The room was hushed. No one said anything. Dr. L.B. went on. When you come right down to it, Matsushita is right, but Taylorism is only one of the reasons. Were any of you bothered by this quote? That's the end of part one of chapter five of the War on Waste Paradox. Forward to seeing you in part two.